Hey, welcome everyone to episode 33 of the West Coast Popcast. My name is Zach. With me is Eric. How are you doing, buddy? Doing A-OK. Episode 33. Going live. That's right. Knock, are you Ben? Man, AEW is right. Winter is coming. It is cold. I got the heater on blast. Used to be the AC, but winter is here. Once again, I'm still a champ after a long, long time, and I'm proven to be harder to beat than getting a PS5. He has not had one defense yet. What's he talking about? That's bad. The belt is on my shoulder. Uh, uh, also, for the rest of the country, this man has his heater on when it's 73 degrees out in Los Angeles. That's bad. <laughs> Yeah, the same degrees out here. I'm in New York. You're gonna expose me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a we got a good show for you guys today. Um, we're gonna run down everything that happened in the wrestling world. Then we're gonna hit up some news and rumors. Knox got a talking point for us. Eric's got some champion trivia that you at home can play as well. And then we're gonna do a segment about talent putting talent over. And then we're gonna hit a promo school. So let's just jump right into it. Let's go to Monday Night Raw. All right, this three-hour extravaganza. We had the Raw Survivor Series team pleading with Adam Pierce for a shot at Drew's title. Everyone tried to get their shot in, and Braun got fired um, for hitting Adam Pierce. And other than that, uh, all decent matches. A very long show for some reason. I don't know what made it so long, but decent matches. New Day took a win over the Hurt Business. Riddle and Sheamus, man, they had another awesome match. Riddle took the win on that one. Uh, Firefly Funhouse. Very funny segment, uh, killing off a brand new character, Friendship Frog. Nice package uh, that was done for that segment as well. Um, Asuka took a win over Lana, giving her a title shot. That was nice. And then Lana got Nia and Shayna afterwards. Keith Lee took a win uh, over Bobby Lashley to put him into that uh, three-way match that's going to happen this upcoming week on Raw. Uh, Alexa Bliss, great job. Whoever booked this match against Nikki Cross, she took a win, but she did it very well, acting and crying and all that, and then just turning on Nikki, using her emotions on there. And then to finish it off, AJ got a little help from The Fiend uh, to defeat Randy Orton to make it AJ Styles, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle in this upcoming Monday Night Raw three-way dance for the one number one contender spot. You guys dig Raw? That's a beautiful thing. I will watch Raw next week because of that triple threat. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I miss it this week. Yeah, uh, that should be a good match. I think uh, Keith Lee's probably going to win, but hopefully next Raw is as good as this one sounds like it was. It, yeah. it's, it's I'm weird. excited for that Alexa stuff, too. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, it's weird, Eric. This Raw did still seem long. Like All the matches were good, but just all the in-between stuff just, I don't know, man, just drags you down. I So I, I watched like the highlights of the Adam Pierce stuff. And of course we have to mention his, his, his blunder drew Mac and fart. Oh and, my gosh. I was not going to mention that. Um, I feel bad because I hope it doesn't follow drew around because that's not his fault, but right. um, just watching Adam Pierce had like three segments where he kept trying to talk about bra or the TLC or whatever, the, the championship match. Mm-hmm. And that was long as fuck. So yeah. I, I can understand that just watching those three segments try to happen was, was weird. It was. And him and Riddle in the beginning, Riddle was flubbing left and right. He made that opening segment really awkward and long, too. And Adam Pierce, man, mm. I don't know if he he had a toot or if what's-her-name next to her him tooted or if he, like, I don't know what was on his mind to say that, but that was just... I 
I'll give him some small. I, I think what happened was because the word that he says Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championships. So I think his mind jumped to the word for in the middle of McIntyre, uh, but it was just poor timing, poor everything. And <laughs> yeah, poor guy. That is the problem with scripts. Oh, you just want to hit everything. And if you're trying to speed through a segment, you're just going to do that. All right. Well, that was raw. Exactly. Let's go to Eric. Uh, what was what happened on AEW, Eric? All right, you guys might help me out a little bit because my memory is a little shoddy. But remember correctly, uh, we had ourselves Hangman Page versus John Silver with the uh, Dark Order coming out at the end after Hangman gets the win, uh, comparing the elite to a cult, which I really like. Because uh, obviously the Dark Order. Um, I, I really do hope Hangman joins them. You know, as that unwilling victim of a cult, I really hope he does uh powerhouse hobbs the first name change in aew so far uh defeats lee johnson a member of the nightmare family that we have no reason to believe is in the nightmare family <laughs> uh what else what else we got scu loses to chris jericho and jake hager with a little help from mjf and his diamond ring so so match um mjf doing his diamond ring thing is a good little mix-up to show he's really invested in the inner circle uh, Hikaru Shida and Anna Jay had their title match. I didn't get to see it, so knock real quick. Would you, did you get to see it? This, this yeah, um, it, it was quick. Uh, I don't know the exact time, but it couldn't have been more than six or seven minutes. Ty Conti accompanying Anna Jay to the ring. Um, she's again being a reluctant heel where she did hand Ty, um, Anna Jay a chair to distract the ref so Anna Jay can get a kendo stick to smack Hikaru Shida, which I don't know how the ref didn't hear that sound. But um, a quick match, uh, she'd obviously retained. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, at least I'm glad NJ got a title match. She deserves something. Yeah, she looks good. She from her debut to now is just massive, massive improvement. That's one of the good things about the women's division. It yeah. is. And can I ask you guys something really quick? In that package that she did beforehand, promoting herself, which is a nice package, she mentions that she only had seven matches before her AEW debut match. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So she's um, I believe she's with QT Marshall at his gym. She's one of those people that train there, and yeah, she just just started, literally. Wow. Okay, they pump people out fast. I'm not going to complain because she is actually decent to watch in the yeah. ring. So. Yeah. I think what she came up is because of the necessity, because um, you know, when quarantine just happened and stuff, they needed people, gotcha. so she just you know really put into work. And I think she was even there before quarantine. Are you sure? Yeah, she was. She had a few matches before they before quarantine hit, mm. but she wasn't like okay. as big as she is now. So you could be right. Like, yeah, yeah, push could be because of quarantine um we also had top flight versus the hybrid two top flight getting the the, the the l but i'm cool with that because i think hybrid two needs some build up and top flight's still learning they're still yeah it was oh. a good oh, i was say the hybrid two got the win i thought yes uh, yeah the top flight got the oh. l sorry. oh i'm sorry i, I said don't... it weirdly <laughs> i said it very strangely i need things spelled out i'm old <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I like it. A hybrid too got this win, and the young bucks come out to help Top Flight, furthering my belief that I think Top Flight is replacing um, Private Party. Oh man, it's even um, Matt Hardy is kind of teasing this new character, and he kind of tweeted out to Top Flight, he's like, I could improve you guys if you come under my wing. <laughs> and I'm like, you got you're kind of busy with, with Private Party right now, man. <laughs> Pick a team, yeah, it's his um, iconic persona. He when he won the world title in uh, TNA, he started doing that persona. It was, it's a really good heel from him. I like that persona from him. It was right before the broken stuff. Nice. 
And the last thing I remember is Mox. Oh, no, I just do some more things. Moxley takes out Omega uh, because he's been looking for his mystery attacker. Who knows? Maybe it is Omega. I don't know. I, I have no guesses who it is right now. I, I love that segment, him. by the way. Yeah, it was that a was great, great segment. Mm-hmm. Moxley's promos are, are really something. It's hitting. Yeah. And finally, Pac and Ray Phoenix lose to Butcher and Blade uh, with Lance Archer coming out to take on Kingston's family. Yeah, just plug him in somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, that's man. all I remember. What'd you guys think? We, we, we can't be remiss about Taz putting in the Taz mission. Oh, right. I think that segment went a little long, but the yeah. fact he did that and got physical, I really enjoyed to see that. Yeah, introduce his son, Hook, so I'm sure he'll be part of a Oh, yeah, yeah, soon. his son, too. Yeah. Um, I got to ask Zach. How do you feel about the meat man? Is he growing on you? No, I actually haven't noticed. The first match of the night was Hangman versus Trash. The meat man. <laughs> they, they literally called him that, the meat man. That's his name, man. That's, That's so terrible. Uh, um, Johnny Hungy stuff. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they really go. Okay, so I remember uh, I, I skipped Vicky, but she did this, this thing about nepotism. And yeah. the whole time I'm thinking, AEW <laughs> is nothing but nepotism. Like, I love this company, but. Everyone here is like friends with someone and they make someone laugh. That's why they're getting pushed. It's John Silver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I think Miro, it, I didn't like that segment, man. I, I'm really rooting for him, but he hasn't hit a stride yet. I, I just want him to go back to a character. I, someone needs to sit him down. Maybe JR, just sit him down and say, listen, kid, be a character. <laughs> <laughs> you can in picture in picture you can be yourself, but <laughs> in the big screen, be the be the ravish, be the big Russian out. Well, the way he promotes picture in picture, that's where the ratings are. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, that was AEW. Uh, Knock. Once you let us know what happened on NXT. Yes. Yeah, so NXT we kick off Ember Moon versus Candice LeRae. Candice gets the victory. Um, she's putting together her team to go against uh, Shotzi Blackheart at. War games. Legato de Fantasma in the backstage just um, bragging about their wins. Undisputed Era comes out, gives a hell of a promo. They're still here. They're not dead. They're coming for Pat McAfee and, as Zach puts it, the McAfucks. Kushida, <laughs> this was the biggest surprise of the night for me, or maybe even the week. Kushida tapped out Timothy Thatcher clean while Champa sat ringside in a chair. Um, I was surprised to see that considering they're building Timothy for uh, Champa. But I think this doesn't hurt him. It was a good win for Kushida. Mm-hmm. Balor, again, with these black and white promos, give a great pro- backstage promo. You know, he, he's the cat. He's back. Stop playing in his litter, all that good stuff. <laughs> and so Kevin Owens, here, here's my thing. He, he beat Seth Rollins at Mania, but his most memorable thing will be on NXT this week. He was great on commentary. He did the Kevin Owens show, brought out Leon Ruff, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest. And it was just entertaining i could tell he he didn't seem scripted me he was just bringing in a chair for people to sit in they kept throwing a chair outside the ring it, it was just funny stuff man and it really helped get leon rough in the storyline over uh let's see here and again tony storm she turned heel turned against ember moon so now she, it'll be tony storm candice Lorray, dakota kai and raquel gonzalez for the war games team for the heels looks like the face side will get Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, Shotzi Blackheart, and I'm not too sure on the fourth one yet. Ember Moon just joined. The Grizzled today. Young Veteran. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ember Moon. Okay. So that's a better face team than I thought they would have. Yeah. The Grizzled Young Veterans came back and assaulted Everrise. I like this. They're going to be good. I think they'll be NXT champions by the 
end of next WrestleMania area. Yep. Kyle O'Reilly and Undisputed Era in the main event actually lose the advantage ladder match. First time they ever lost. Pete Dunne got the win and will be going into war games with the advantage. And that was NXT. Very yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. Um, I Raquel Gonzalez better be fucking perfect in this match because every time I look at those eight women, I'm like, Raquel, one of these things doesn't belong here, and it's you, Raquel. I like Raquel, man. She's so good. I, She's I doing just, the role. I I don't I don't see it. Yeah. I like it. I I, I like that. it. I think there's just something missing from it. I don't know if it's because she has size, but not like Steiner size being that big. Yeah. Mm. Like I don't know. I look at Rhea Ripley and. I don't know. I, I there's just a difference. She just needs that edge. She's not intimidating, but I, I do like her work. Yeah. Yeah. There was one match she had that I liked her, but other than that. Yeah, I'm there's also. no level she can go to for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that was NXT. Uh, I'm gonna talk about ROH really quick. Um, I'm gonna talk about the show and then we're gonna talk about what happened in the show a little bit later in a segment about putting people over because um, well, first off, we had uh, the lethal Gresham Gracie, and apparently the guy with the mask on is Rhett Titus, but I don't think it is because they're teasing mm. um that's gonna be someone who has 15 long years in the business not getting recognized, and when he was about to take the mask off, he didn't. So that might be a swerve. But going into the first match, it was a pure match. Uh, Josh Woods beat Jay Lethal and um, later on in the night, Brody King beat Shane Taylor. So that to me had me kind of shocked that the, those two who I'd think you'd just kind of, as Cameron Grimes would say, push to the moon. <laughs> um, both take the L's. Uh, but we'll talk about that in the segment why that might be important and you know how that plays into the wrestling world. And the last thing in the middle, there was a trending with Taven segment with Mike Bennett. So Mm. That that was in there, but yeah, that was ROH. Um, next up, the last uh, main show of the week, SmackDown. Not we're just thinking about SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown again is the strongest show WWE puts, you know, main roster wise over Raw. Roman, they gave a promo package after Impact, you know, being or after uh, Survivor Series being very disappointed in Jey Uso and them getting swept. And Jey Uso was really crossing over to that dark side, man. He viciously assaulted Otis, which I might have enjoyed more than I should have. <laughs> um, the Street Profits actually lose Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Um, roll up pin by Robert Roode for the victory. I see them get a tile shot. I don't see them winning, actually. King Corbin comes in, just, you know, disrespects the whole Mysterio family. Says Murphy's just here for the ride. He will not be here next Thanksgiving. So I'm just healing it up for his match later on with Murphy, which he does lose. And in a, in a weird way of changing the perspective, during that match of Murphy and Corbin, the entire Dominic, Mysterio, Ray, Aaliyah were out there. And they were distracting Corbin. It was the faces distracting Corbin. Dominic even pushes Corbin's foot off the ropes for Murphy to get the victory. Bianca Baylor defeats Natalia, and also socks Bailey right in the face. So that might be the next storyline going. She looks strong here. She looks smart. Didn't get outwitted or rolled up. She was actually the one who looked good. So glad for Bianca. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn continues his 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 ways of winning as he beats Daniel Bryan by countout. Actually. From running from the backstage to the ring to beat the ten count, uh, what do you guys think of SmackDown? It was good. It was just, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, now is the point where they're going to set up for TLC, so uh, it, it was solid. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, maybe I'll be defending my title then. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it seems like a good show. Um, Sammy put out this uh, great tweet, which I guess kind of goes into putting people over. 
where he compliments Daniel Bryan as the greatest in-ring performer of this generation and just puts him over and then just says, but I still beat him tonight. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Yeah, he's killing it, man. I do think he might lose to Big E, though. I think Big E gets that reign. If they do that, then I want to see Big E do an Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 6 win this WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. That'd be perfect. I mean, if you're going to do something different, that's kind of the way to go. Yeah. I say Big E should bring back that uh, the master of the five count if he wins his belt and have the, just defend it every week and do that. I think that'll really put him over. I would want him to do it when there's a crowd. I think that would get over really yeah. big, like with, with an actual organic, non-edited pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good good show so far. Um, I do think Kevin Owens should go back to NXT. But it looks like he'd be the next one up for Roman. Uh, he assaulted Jay later on during their match. You know, taunted Roman the whole time in the family. Uh, it's good stuff. But I, I just don't think he has had a groove on the main roster this year, especially. No. Yeah. Um, just really quick, if you got time, go to YouTube and check out Talking Smack, where him and Paul Heyman had a little segment. That was pretty good. Mm. I still got to watch the Talking Smacks and Talking Raw, man. Or Raw Talk. Yeah, it's a shame for Kevin because I think Vince kind of just saw it, like wanted to make the next big face and then he lost interest. Yeah, yeah pretty much. He might be like the first tends one. To do. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we'll see what SmackDown heads leading into the next pay per view. Um, so, let's check out some other shows here in the States before we start globe trotting here. Uh, Eric, you watched main event, huh? I did not. <laughs> I thought you put in the talk and you watched main event. No, uh, NXT UK main event. Oh, <laughs> no, oh, just man. main event. I'm like, two or five live events. to it. You start slumming. Like, yeah, Eric, you that bored, bro? <laughs> okay, quick uh, side note on main event, though. Uh, who's all on there? Jeff Hardy, um, Ricochet. Uh, what? Yeah, really? It was like, I, yeah, it was, it was like a, a decent main event. Maybe I should have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Hardy and Ricochet could headline a pay per view. Right. right. So let me go back and check that out. Were they like against each other or was it just like they were on the card? Uh, I think it was them against each other. Okay, then I'm definitely going back to watch that match. That's okay. crazy. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you not talk about Dark? I got to mention Dark because I got to mention uh, the man. Since dropping Librarian, he became PPA Pretty Peter Avalon again. Maybe professional Peter Avalon will also be there, but he got his first victory in AEW over Fuego Del Sol. Um, decent match, seven minutes, but the fact that he got his win, it, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. Um, hopefully he gets more wins coming up, but shout out to Peter. Congratulations. Yep. Nice. If they do a uh, dark championship, I'd love for him to be the first one. Yeah. Just make that run. I would love to see him debut, use his uh, submission finisher, the uh, Golden Arch, the single leg Boston Crab. But uh, he won with the knees to the back of the head. It's like a reverse, uh, what do you call it, Meteora to the back of the head. Oh, okay. Hmm. So it's pretty good knees, uh, good finisher. All right. Um, nah, and yeah, want... Oh, I'm sorry. It was Jeff Harper's ricochet on main event. Ooh. Okay. The fact that they better have been practicing something. Otherwise, Vince is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, what do you want to go into, Nick? Um, Just real quick on a side note, 
don't know if you guys caught championship wrestling, but uh, a guy me and Eric trained with. Uh, he also helped us learn some submission holes, some um, stuff like that. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Clearwater. Uh, clear as water, the golden boy, the guy we think might be the next Randy Orton, got the victory over Ray Rosas and captured the championship of Hollywood Heritage title. Nice. Shout out to that man. Yeah. Got that on my DVR. Was it an all around good show? I don't even watch for that, man. That. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. check out the show. They've, they've been on a roll, man. They like. A lot of the stuff they're doing, like production-wise, backstage, man. I see another uh, friend of ours, Justin, man, with these photos. Like they're doing a lot of good stuff and promoting themselves. So that's yeah. the stuff I watch it for, is just because you know so small stuff like that. And I'll get into MLW next, but I mean that's what I'm trying to pick up here more so than the wrestling. So a lot of the wrestling I watch, you know, Dynamite, NXT, and ROH for. But these smaller organizations, I really like to watch the production because watching yeah. W from inception to, you know, towards the end there. I mean the production went to the moon oh yeah oh man um i think it should be a good card because i think uh leo rush is either on this one or the next one oh, yeah um leo rush and i think what, what's um darren young's name uh fred rosier they had a match yeah i'm i'm proud of that dude man i'm, I'm shocked how you know he's really committed to this and like i didn't he didn't fade away yeah, yeah well, let's bring him up again because in MLW this week, um, we had Richard Hol- Holiday use the market crash to defeat TJP. This is a start of the Opera Cup. Um, after that, there was a promo for Leo Rush. They're hyping up his debut, which is going to be aired on December 23rd for MLW. So again, he seemed into the promo. He seems like he's enjoying what he's doing. I mean, him and EC3 out there just kind of reinventing how you go about the business in this industry today. Um, Calvin Tankman had a, a squash match. He debuted against uh, Robert Martyr, so he is probably going to get pushed pretty heavily in MLW. And lastly, uh, an Opera Cup match. Filthy Tom Lawler defeated Rocky Romero from New Japan. So, with that being said, Eric, why don't you take us to New Japan? All right. Well, uh, I have got for you guys. Uh, I'm just going to read off the results once again for the Best of Super Juniors and the World Tag Team League. We're going to go ahead and start off with World Tag League. Uh, so last week, I said I thought Girls of Destiny was going to go for the win. I don't know why I bet against, against Shingo Takaji because he and Sonata are in the lead with eight points, four wins, one loss. Uh, second place, Tomohiro Ishii and Toru Yano, six points. Girls of Destiny at six points. Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi at six points. The Great Okan and Jeff Cobb at six points. Evil and Yujiro Takahashi at six, Juice Robinson and David Finley at four, Hiroku Goto, Goto sorry, and Yoshi Hashi at four, and Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toa Hener at two points in the last place. Uh, so it looks like Shingo and uh, Sonata are going to go for the win there, which they, they really love Shingo. That's, that's they the do. Right there. Yeah. Um, all right. And. Over on the best of Super Junior side, we've got in last place. <laughs> I'm 99% sure this is how we say his name. <laughs> Dookie. <laughs> uh, I believe oh, it two man. points. It's cut off for me right now, but I believe it two points. Um, Rob, actually, no, he might have, he might have zero points. Huh, who knows? Uh, Robbie Eagles, eighth place at four points. Ryusuke Taguchi at six points. Bushi at six, El Desperado at eight, Master Wato at eight, 
show at eight. Second place, Taiji Ishimori at 10. Well, actually, no, tied for first place, Taiji Ishimori at 10, and Hiromu Takahashi at 10. Um, if you didn't know, Taiji Ishimori is the current uh, junior, super junior champion. Sorry, I'm forgetting what it's called now. But he's a champion right now. So he could actually finish this tournament and get the win. But that's how it goes on the New Japan side. Uh, really quick, just as someone who doesn't really um, watch New Japan too often, so I don't know. Why is it called the Super Juniors? It just no. sounds like it's a Teen Titans show or something, just from I, an American standpoint. No, I, I honestly don't like the way uh, New Japan classifies their, their cruiserweights. Just, I don't know, it, it does sound kind of like below the heavyweights, but I don't know, their reputation precedes them. I, I don't like the name, but I think they tried to dramatize it. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's just the culture over there. How to, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. All right. Well, why don't you finish us all off, Eric, with NXT UK? All right. So, NXT UK, we got three matches on hand. Uh, starts off Jordan Devlin versus where is it oh there we go jordan devlin versus amir jordan um very good showing because this was for the nxt cruiserweight championship huh. devlin actually is pretty good match back and forth but devlin uh defends the title successfully hopefully i think this is going to lead to devlin being uk champion for the cruiserweights and legato being uh americans cruiserweight championship and maybe when they can do worlds collide they'll actually have the you know their blow-off match Mm-hmm. Right now, Jordan Devlin's looking strong, and he's doing a damn good job as champion. Uh, Ginny defeats Isla Dawn. I don't know what the story is there. I did not watch this match, but that is what happens. If you want more, look it up. And A-Kid defeats Trent Seven to win the NXT UK Heritage Cup. It had to go nice. more than six rounds. I don't know the rules of this match. I thought six rounds was it, but apparently you can go more than that. Um... I really want Trent Seven to win this because I think I'm 99% sure that the two youngest champions in WWE history have come from NXT UK. A-Kid is pretty young, I believe. I really want a veteran like Trent Seven. Mm-hmm. Deserves something to get this win. But congrats to A-Kid. It was a damn good match. I, I recommend checking it out. Cool. For sure. Yeah, we'll do. Go ahead. Knock, what were you going to say? Oh, the same for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that show is really surprising me with how good it's actually it, wrestling wise, and even their characters are being differentiated now as they were before. But you know, digging that yeah. NXT UK. All right. Well, let's go into news and rumors. I'll run down a list here what I have, and then I'll ask you guys if you got anything. But um, Bob Ryder passed due to cancer. Uh, he was the Tina Impact founder, and apparently the idea for TNA and Impact was kind of conceived on a fishing boat in 2001 with him and some other people. So that's yep. that's kind of Yeah. Um, Jericho, his Painmaker clothing line is out now. They did some of that uh, showing off on Dynamite. It's with Represent and Champion. Shane Helms is back at WWE as a producer. Uh, Kenny Omega and Recon One uh, came out with a pre-workout supplement. Uh, the flavor is called V Trigger, and it tastes like lemon heads. Apparently, sure. um, unfortunately, uh, Jimmy Rave tweeted yesterday that he has to retire. He had an infection in his left arm, and he had it amputated. So he was oh part of Rock and Rave connection with Lance Archer and TNA. He's been in 
Dragon Gate, ROH, New Japan. So that's really unfortunate to hear. So, yep. um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And especially too, because it was one of those things where he didn't get it checked out in time where he might have been able to right. figure it out. So, but yeah, a lot of wrestlers shame. just kind of wait because they don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, he gets to do something within the company or within the business uh, behind the scenes. Um, and lastly, the last thing I have is the man himself, Xavier Woods, has been hired by G4 Television. That is true. Let's uh, go. Good for him, man. He's gonna do a great job. Um, hopefully, this. Hopefully, it's a way that if he ever wants to leave wrestling, this is a, a great way out for him. Mm-hmm. Or if he wants to go to AEW, they'll definitely let him do both. And I hope he signs a G four contract with his birth name. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. You guys got anything? You, you can go first if you want, Mark. I got some stuff. Doesn't. All right. Um. See, I did have one thing about the Braun Strowman being written off TV because of injury. Um, Kenny Omega addressed the Seth Rollins stuff. Like, I guess people have been a lot of people have been saying he's similar to comparisons. He pretty much says he's a he's a great wrestler, but you know he doesn't see it. And then I saw one thing that like I'm not too sure the full story, but I saw Lance Storm compared AEW to pineapple on pizza. Which I, I don't know where he came up with that. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. So he's basically saying how um uh who's he he's going back and forth was it mark madden he's yeah, basically saying that people want to convince people who don't like aew want to convince people who like aew not to watch it like they argue against it because the whole point is to get them to not like it anymore so people who like pineapple on pizza if you don't like it you can be like that's so gross how can you eat that blah 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 and try to get them to not like pineapple on pizza and mark madden was uh he also said that um it goes both ways too because AEW fans are like that towards non AEW fans. So, mm. yeah, that was that story. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, that's all I had this week. Gotcha. Um, all right. So, before I get into my news and rumors, I was I was looking up for you know news, and I just want to point out for Jim Corden that uh, for some reason one of my sites he his voice was playing. I guess his latest episode was talking about the Vegas thing. And of all people, like we all know in this country, there are stupid people out there who don't want to quarantine, don't wear masks, all that stuff. I have a hard time believing Cornette is one of those people who's like pro quarantine, pro mask, because he was like, uh, what was it? He was criticizing the, the Vegas thing, saying that if they went to Vegas for like during a quarantine, no mask, then AEW is is just ridiculous. So. I, I have a hard time believing that Cornette is that into, into safety. Um, that's just something that I had written down because I found that on my news and rumor sites. Well, according um, to another news and rumor, him and his wife are into safety words. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Um, I have nightmares tonight. Yeah. Um, but all right. It's actual news. We've got Kevin Nash. He's casted in a new film called COVID-19 Invasion. And I'm going to oh, read the log line for you guys. Yeah. Chinese bats invade America. It's up to Navy SEAL Team 6 to stop them. Nash, who is the only one featured on the film's poster, will be portraying the Navy SEAL member tasked with stopping the infectious bats. (laughs) (laughs) Just say no, Kev. Come on, man. I don't know who looks like Kevin Nash right now. Even in his prime, I would look at him and say, I need this guy to be a Navy SEAL. (laughs) 
Yeah. Should have said no. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Hopefully, he comes out injury free. Um, Let's see. (laughs) WWE is moving into a new Thunderdome, uh, the Tropicana. And there are two big problems with the, the new building. One, it's so big that there's a sound issue. But hopefully, WWE can fix that. Uh, get the equipment to kind of stop the echoes and whatnot. The second problem is more funny is they have a pigeon problem in the ceiling. Oh my gosh. Well, you know who they should call? Kevin Nash. (laughs) 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 He's taking care of the bats. (laughs) Oh man. Um, By the way, this poster is fucking nuts, by the way. I I haven't seen it yet, so I'm definitely going to look at it. It looks like Santa wants you off his lawn. Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, they they're gonna have to get rid of these pigeons before uh, they sub shop, and then finally, we 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 joked about it before we start recording. Mara Ranallo and Snoop Dogg did commentary for Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul. Um, <sighs> it's such a short match. If you can stomach it, I, I suggest checking it out. Just for Mara and Snoop Dogg hearing Snoop Dogg say, "Yeah, <laughs> Snoop Dogg convinced me to watch." Um, what's that show he's doing with Cody? Uh, the big, uh, show yeah, for his that. commentary, he's convinced me to give that show a chance. He was gold, just pure entertainment. Yeah. Watch him in The Undertaker, too. Man, that is oh, that's money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, but definitely check it out. I, I, I never knew Morrow and Snoop Dogg could, could do commentary together <laughs> so well, but they do it. If only the match was longer, so you could hear more of it. Yeah, but that's all I got. Well, good. That's um, yeah, I. I'm glad it all worked out for Snoop because I don't see why someone hired Little Wayne to do that in the first place. Yeah, Little Wayne's supposed to be doing it. Yeah, um, something happened. Original? He had to pull out. Yeah. Oh, then greatness! Cause I didn't want to hear that. I think yeah. he was feeling wobbly, wobbly. <laughs> all right. Next up, Knock, you have a talking point for us. Yeah, uh, I got a few here. Um, so we've seen the undisputed era full strength here. We got a lot of factions going on. Maybe we'll do a faction tier list coming up, but. Are they the consist- consistently best faction going? You know, we look at the Bullet Club having their drop off and a few other teams, New Day disbanding. Are they like this? Uh, let's see, this decade's like consistently best one. Ooh, that's tough. Because how long was the Bullet Club going for? Before, like, let's say before uh, Kenny left. How long was that? Before Kenny? Let's see, maybe two, three years? Because I don't want to, I don't want to give Undisputed Era that title yet. If they, they've only been together for three years, or it might have been four now. It's, it's been a minute. Four. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe it's been a while. Like they're entering that that conversation. Because this will be their fourth War Games, correct? Yeah, you're yeah, right. you're absolutely right. Okay, you got a point. They, they could be. That's a good thing too to remember. Like their War Games matches are so awesome and like they'll all take hits they'll all put other people over um i mean i'm so excited for their war games match i don't care if it's against the maca fucks i'm just really excited (laughs) to watch them because like they know that they know how to drive those rings like they're so good at war games yeah first time they'll be faces also man they might get this victory uh pete dunn's in it for a rematch with them this is interesting i will put them at the top because there's so many times where you think someone's going to turn or they're mm-hmm. and and that they do a really good job with like just gleaming the cube with that storyline. Yeah. I mean, how oh, many times man. do we think Roderick was going to get the boot? That's yeah. true. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. That is so true. 
Oh man. And I like th- they share the top. Like Cole's perfectly fine with Riley going for the belt and being like the top dog at times, you know. Mm-hmm. It just I don't, it's a heck of a unit. It's great stuff. Um yeah. but yeah, Undisputed Era. Uh yeah. the next one. Um, so every Wednesday, you know, I'm watching AEW and watching NXT, and NXT's just dominating with their women's matches. They show at least two or three. But also AEW does have a lot of women's matches on dark. So how would you split up the AEW roster? How would you the inevitable inevitable second show is coming? How how can they capitalize on what they got and not gut the roster and have too much talent on one side? Because dark, we most of the time we don't watch dark. Right. It's tough because again, I really, really liked um, WCW's Nitro model, where you start mm-hmm. out, you'll probably have a main event promo to build up for your actual main event of the show. So you have the NWO come out or Sting or someone. And then you go into the Luchadors and the Cruiserweights. And you do like this mm-hmm. um, this this build up to main event talent. So you see like where you'd want to be on the card. So you got your mid-carders in the very middle of the show and going into where the main events start to, to do stuff. I really like that. Um, it was a nice build up where you see the quality matches and then you get more of the storytelling. Um, I don't know if they should copy it, but that's just one model I really liked. But I don't know how to... Whatever the second show is, you'd almost have to do both models on both shows and then just split up who's on what each week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with Zach. I think that's the way you would go. Um, I almost want to say give the women... If you do a second show, then you have to have at least two women's matches on that second show. Yeah, you, you got to, man. Because they, they're really going um, to the ball with that. Because I'm pretty sure... like uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Britt Baker has her own segment. That wasn't on Dynamite last week, right? No, that or was on Dark, where I it was saw that, dark, and I'm like, exactly. why is this not on Dynamite? This is perfect. This is the barbershop. This is the funeral parlor. This is the snake pit. Like, right. why is this not on Dynamite? That blew my mind. Those like Jeff yeah. Hardy and Ricochet not being on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, stuff like that. And, like, there's a lot of stuff that we're, we're barely seeing, you know, crossover, like, getting information on. I would have loved to see that on Dynamite. And so I feel like Britt Baker's being missed on Dynamite. You know, she had that one attack last week with... Uh, Thunder Rosa, but I feel like she's been being missed for sure. Yeah, I'd love to. I hope there's a reason, like, because they love her. There's no reason. To yeah, exactly. Maybe right. burying her. Not. I don't know. That's weird. It is the timing thing. Only having two hours, I guess. But um, you can still lastly. Work, oh, I just want to say really quick yeah. with with Britt, you put her on the main show. She's main event caliber, she is. left and right. So will you have dark on. You're going to get your standard dark audience no matter what. Your numbers are going to fluctuate like a tiny bit up or down each week. She is the kind of person you put with a talk show on Dynamite because those are the the channel changers that you want to grab attention from. She will grab the attention with just everything that she does. And you can still do the introduction of newer people or what further storylines along. That that 100% needs to be on Dynamite. Yeah, exactly. At this point, you know, she, she was getting more TV time when she was hurt than, you know, <laughs> yeah. being active again. Right. Um, but yeah, so with that, you know, talking about Britt Baker and stuff, go heading into the end of the year, you know, maybe, maybe one of these podcast episodes are going to do like who's the best of the year stuff, but who's has the highest stock right now uh, for any company, men or girl or woman? Wow. John Moxley's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Moxley's up there and Roman is up there. Yeah. 
Yeah, Roman for sure. I think with what he was tasked to do and then how he's just shooting up like this, this he's crossed over to the next level. I think Alexa, and I will also say MVP, I'll throw his name in there. For him, to, like he came in for like a one-off, maybe a one-match go away. Mm-hmm. He's killing it. I, I can't say that enough. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The MVP is just... Again, I wasn't a big fan of his in his initial run. I didn't like all that baller stuff. It was just very mm-hmm. corny at the time. Um, but this MVP, man, I'm not changing the channel. I'm not fast forwarding. I'm turning up the volume. I love this MVP. Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw Leo Rush in there. I think he's working his way up. He's okay. booked, I'm pretty sure, until like January. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. This is the kind of this like if you were buying stocks, this is where you buy. You buy yeah. Leo Rush stock right now because it's going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Take a shot uh, every time Zach says to the moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, also, Bailey's stock. She's not going to be in a title picture, and I want to see what she's going to do next. Yeah. That's true. That's the, the biggest thing for anyone to come out of a title reign uh, that drops their stock is what they do afterwards. She's still keeping the momentum going. She is. Uh, on that note, I'll throw Sasha in there. Mandalorian and, and be the oh, champ. Man. Oh, oh yeah. man. So, yeah. Uh, again, that's just WWE women, man, just killing it right now all across the board. Yeah. And honestly, I'll put anyone on NXT, uh, their women's division. Anyone on their division, I would put money in their stock. Yeah. yeah. Sure, Except Sasha, maybe. Yeah. I don't know what the we'll, heck we'll see doing what they're doing with her, but yeah, yeah, I, I skipped that promo of purpose, man. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah, uh, um, I'll, points ahead this week. I'll, I'll give one last shout out to New Day. I'm still waiting to play as them on Gears of War. Oh Thank man, you, that's true, that's so huge. Yeah. I'm very happy for that, man. Their own custom armor, yeah, over 100 voice lines. I got to say, I like them coming out and I'm not a big fan of like Biggie coming out with them already at a pay-per-view, but it's, I can see it as a promotion for Gears of War rather than a, uh, them uniting again. So I didn't look at it as like the big yeah. reunion and them coming out in that gear. That was fucking cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man. As I said, bigger than wrestling nowadays, the new day. Oh yeah. Especially with Woods going to G4. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to just blow up. I don't know what they're going to do on G4. It's not announced yet, but, you know, they had their Thanksgiving reunion special this week, and uh, that was how they capped the show off, was announcing him. So that's, they're, they're investing in him. So his stock is going to be very yeah. high with both companies. Man, it's crazy to see where he came from as consequences created now, man. Mm-hmm. Very true. All right, man, good talking points. Um, Eric, you have a game that I do. So I've got a little trivia game for you guys. Uh, so I'm going to offer you guys up, uh, two people and you guys are going to tell me who you think has more world title wins. Uh, you could say one person, a person B, or they could be tied because some of these people are tied. Okay. Um, I, uh, disclosure, these, these are from Wikipedia, and I did count these uh, myself. I went with World Heavyweight Championships and World Titles. Um, also tried to go for like the main title of a, of a promotion. So these are very approximate. There could be more, could be less, but these are my numbers. Um, are you guys ready to set? Ready to go? Let's do it. Yep. All right. 
First question, who has more world championship reigns, Terry Funk or Mick Foley? We'll go Zach and then Naki. I think Funk. Um, I'm going to say Foley. They are tied at seven apiece. What type of question is that, man? <laughs> I, like I said, I said you could say if they tied or not. <laughs> Which is messed. So I reason I counted all the like the main titles was because of these two. Because originally I just went with uh, world championships, but then I said, but they were they were tied at four that way. So I said, okay, let me count their other championships, and then they're tied at seven. So these Man, two really what are, a parallel. <laughs> right? Yeah. Next up, Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart? I have to. Oh, never mind. I'll say Sean. Yeah, I'm going to go Michaels also. So Michaels has five world title reigns. Uh, one world heavyweight. I want to say three or four. Uh, I think WWE. Brett has six. Brett has seven. Seven. Uh, he has yeah. a lot of WWE title reigns. I think Sean's are just like less reigns, but longer, longer runs. Okay. Yeah, and there's a time period. He just stopped winning world titles. Yeah. After like Four, five. All right. Next up, Kazuchika Okada or Adam Cole? Uh, Okada. Okada has a lot of IWGP reigns. This one, are they are they tied? Maybe. Adam Cole has three more reigns than him. Okada has five. Uh, world title reigns, all from the IWGP, yeah. and Adam Cole has eight. His three Ring of Honor reigns put him over there. Mm. But he has a lot of other indie reigns that, that count him. I did not count the NXT title, by the way, because I do not count oh, as a world title I was thinking about reign. that. I was <laughs> thinking about that. All right, next up. And by, you know, screw the, the order. You guys can just shout it out. Okay. AJ Styles or Ric Flair? AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ. All right, going by the number that Ric Flair himself gave, AJ Styles has 22, Ric Flair has 21. My boy, AJ. Next up, everyone's favorite twins, Brie Bella or Nikki Bella? (sighs) Has to be Nikki. I just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, Zach. Brie? Nikki has two reigns. Brie has one. They're both Divas Championships, if anyone cares about that yeah, title. If you want to count that. Yeah. <laughs> they might return for the tag belts. You know, that's still up in there. Yeah, they want to, but they shouldn't. <laughs> um, next up, Chris Jericho or Samoa Joe? Jericho. Um, I'm going to go Joe. They are tied at eight. Uh, mm. uh, so I think if we're keeping score, I believe. What did you guys say, Bret Hart, in that question before? I said it. I said Michaels, but, okay, but uh, I should have yeah. said Hart. I thought about it afterwards. Uh, I believe. Mm, I don't know. You let us know in the comments. I'm not keeping count. <laughs> this is just for education. <laughs> uh, next <God>. up, <laughs> Kurt Angle or Randy Orton. Kurt. Orton. Tied at 14. Tied. 
Uh, yeah. Kurt Angle did a lot of work on the Indies, apparently. Okay. Next up, Stone Cold or The Rock? The Rock. I think Stone Cold. Stone Cold has six. The Rock has ten. A shit ton of uh, WWE title reigns. Next up, Edge or Christopher Daniels? Daniels. Oh, Edge. Daniels at 13. Edge at 11. Damn it. And the last question. This isn't... uh, You have to give me an answer. There's no hints. I'm just going to read the question off. Okay. First one to give it gets the win for this question. Who is the only WWE superstar to have at least 50 title reigns with a single title, and what title is it? R-Truth with a 24-7? That is correct. Nice. I think he just hit 50. Yeah, he did. They <laughs> posted something about that. Yeah. But that's it. Uh, I keep score, so let us know who won. Yeah. <laughs> nice game. Uh, so yeah, I was going to a talking point now, another one. Um, again, on ROH, I thought Jay Lethal and Shane Taylor were both going to win. They are in a spot where they're trying to kind of rebuild and I'm sure soon they're going to kind of rebrand as well. Um, I, I know they're still trying to figure out when they can film and exactly who can all film with them. Um, but these two, I thought were going to be two big ones that they pushed to the moon uh especially with jay lethal being part of that um that faction with gresham um so they put over woods and king so josh woods is i can see them pushing both brody king and josh woods but the thing is i just again thought they would build these two up more so um so i just basically you know want to talk about people putting other people over uh, if you think an instance like this is fine, if it's going to damage anyone, or if you get something like, um, you know, how we're talking about with the Undisputed Era with Adam Cole and O'Reilly, uh, you know, they're putting them over really well. Uh, Cole just basically almost making him the leader, I guess. He's doing most of the promos and the leading. And then you got people like Daniel Bryan, just who wants to put everyone over. Like he started doing it with Kofi at WrestleMania 35. You can see him doing it. He wanted to do it with Drew Gulak and some other people. Um, and it's just a, it's a thing that I think we notice who are the ones who are going to put people over to where you have the Hogan's who won't put anyone over. Uh, so if you guys have any like, um, thoughts on good people that are always going to be putting people over, what do you guys think about, um, if it's done too much when people will just want to put over new talent, uh, there are people who don't put over new talent a lot or even existing talent so you guys got any thoughts on um putting people over in the business yeah i think jericho is really good at doing that um he's been doing that you know ever since he dropped the belt i think or even during he was still getting people their shine uh christopher daniels another one mm-hmm. um i feel like orton can get into that generous mood but not too often he should yeah yeah he can but i feel like when he does, you know he's going to get something his way, like, later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the Young Bucks, I think, did too much. I think there was a case where they were putting people over when they probably should have been 
they should have been champions already. I'll say all of AEW. That's my issue with them. Again, yeah. we talked about it on the show, but yeah. all, the elite should have been the main stars that people took down later. Because especially when you got people um, coming in, you got like Anna Jay, who's only had seven matches. You have Top Flight coming in, who are new. Private Party, who's new. You build all these people and you show them the ropes and everything so they can become the bigger superstars. But then like dethroning the elite would have been such such money on a pay-per-view. Right. Exactly, because like now nowadays, with um, when Private Party beat the Bucks to upset them in the tournament, you know, it it didn't skyrocket them as much as they would have beat them now, or like have them at their top of the game. Like we came to see the elite, and then everyone else, you know, who filtered in. So to drop their stock might have been a mistake, but I commend them for you know trying something like that because that is different, and I respect them for putting other guys over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'll try not to name anyone else from AEW, but I think also SCU kind of does it. Because uh, I, I, I know they're the first champions, but after that, they kind of just just kind of watered down. Really want them to be top stars. Now they're losing to Jericho and Hager. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the NJ, NJPW guys, I, I feel like every now and then you see like a big uh, star fall to someone, give them their nod, no, no matter how long it takes, like Naito taking out Okada or sometimes Tanahashi drops one. Um, they're pushing Jay White. Like, I think they do it enough. I think they have a good balance of it. Yeah. Like, when it happens, it's not... It's it's kind of shocking when it happens, but yeah. it's not it's not damaging. Even uh, recently with Evil getting put over to uh, get that rain, you know, something short-lived, but uh, it gave him a boost. It gave him um, notoriety. I think they should just get... It should have been a non-title win, but yeah, he he definitely got over on that. Um uh I think I think Daniel Bryan is the best in the business of doing it right now. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one. He's very unselfish, yeah. and especially when you back it up with good matches, the loss won't affect you. Yeah, yeah. I'd even say uh, Seth Rollins. You know, this past summer with Dominic, you know, yeah. Dominic didn't win those matches, but like he got put over. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, I think Edge's comeback was supposed to be a nice balance of him winning to him putting new talent over. I think he just wanted to put on five-star matches with he had, you know whoever's on his list of current people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still waiting for him and AJ, man. Oh. Speaking of Edge, I, I forgot to put this in news and rumors. Uh, so Daniel Bryan is being loved in the creative team right now because uh, he's doing like the extra mile. He's learning every step of the way. Uh, he's doing like extra credit and all that stuff. So everyone loves him in creative. Edge, on the other hand, is not very well liked and creative. Oh, really? Uh, he like doesn't like waiting for Vince to start his meetings, which is it sounds normal, but apparently in WWE that's just the way it goes. Um, and he just doesn't—he's not meshing well. So I can see that. Yeah. Hey, man, AEW's right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, from that. a writing standpoint, where do you see? Uh, when do you see is like a good time or bad time for someone to just put someone else over like that? Cause again, in ROH here, uh, it's, it seems like a good time for them to be putting woods and uh, King over just because you're in this lull. You don't know exactly how your, your scheduling is going to go for like the next month or two or however long it's going to be. So like for me, I think after WrestleMania, that's a good time for new talent to beat older talent. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very smart. After a major pair of you, like it's like a new season, you know, everyone's excited for the new changes. That's usually when they have the draft. 
that's like the perfect time to get someone to have a big run. Um, even um, before Mania, we seen with uh, Kofi, you know, it wasn't um, didn't plan for that, but he still got you know a major. Even Mustafa Ali was getting before his injury, mm-hmm. getting a major uh, spotlight there, and it could have propelled him to Mania. Yeah, I think the uh, the Rumble is also a great way to push over multiple people. Yeah, like yeah. just have one person eliminate a, like a big a big name. Like that's what they used to do with Undertaker a couple times. Someone eliminates him shockingly, and that leads to a feud. Yeah, Yokozuna, um, Earthquake, all those guys like that. Yeah, and then Kofi Kingston gained himself over every main, every Rumble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you could you can get over it at the Rumble if you're creative. Yeah. Um, especially like um, Leon Ruff, he can get over if he's in the Rumble. He could do so many fun things in there. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's just basically the the topic I just want to talk about. Just because you know, sometimes it's odd to see some people lose or some people to see consistently win and get title runs. Mister Orton, um, it just yeah, for no reason, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So that's oh, just something man. we like to to notice when we watch the wrestling. Damn. Yeah. Well, that is it. Uh, you guys got anything else before we go into promo school? Um, I will go ahead and make. You want to go ahead and knock Hatchby? Go ahead. I'll just real quick. I'll say the worst time to bury someone, you know, with Goldberg beating you is before Mania. Stop doing that, WWE. Oh, yes. God, yeah. That is awful. That's just <laughs> disrespectful. Yes. I don't know. I, I give props to Kevin Owens, man. I, I would be so mad. Yeah. Kevin me. Owens, uh, The Fiend. Just, yeah. just stop. Yep. Just don't like Goldberg. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, I, I will. I I kind of like and don't like the way they were putting over Jey Uso, the way he beat who was it, Daniel Bryan clean. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know why. In my, in my brain, I still feel like everyone is at a certain level, and I I still put Daniel Bryan way above Jey Uso in a singles match. So that was an odd one because I didn't see the payoff really at the Survivor Series. No, yeah. it's hard to buy into that. So suspend belief. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, let's hop into promo school. Today is a pretty simple one. I'm just going to name off random people. And if you want to name off random people, I just want to grade them on their promo skills and then just talk about why we feel that way about them. Since we do have some disagreements on a few characters. Yep. So uh, <laughs> let's start off. Let's start off um, with Jake Atlas. So Jake Atlas, we've seen him, I mean, you guys have seen him even before NXT, but he's uh, another reason that NXT is is fun to watch because you get to watch people grow. And I, I think he started off really strong even and is getting better on his promo. I will give him, I'll give him a B plus. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Especially yeah. because... Um, when I saw him, he was a heel, and he's a he was a damn good heel. And it was like an intricate storyline, so we haven't even seen all he can do yet. Yeah, I've never I've never uh, seen him as a heel to be honest. Um, I've seen a few of his matches at Santino's, and then uh, I've seen him in, uh, in the ring training together. He, he's very smart, and I, I he really like asks the right questions and, and knows how to figure things out. Um, and the way they set him as a babyface, I think that's really good. I just got to see a little more from him, but I think B plus for now. Cool. Um, 
Man, I wish you guys would have seen Matt Riddle on Raw. He, I got him next. Uh, oh, he's, no. he's not where he was. Okay, he's not where he used to be in NXT. I'm going to give him a C- minus right now. I haven't seen anything really good from him since his, his call-up. I always I'm, thought he stoned. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes be looking that way, man. Let me see. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I never really now. liked his promos that much, to be honest. Even in NXT, I... He was just okay. Like, I, I get the gimmick, but especially if it's going downhill now, I'll give him C+. Plus. Okay. Uh, I'll give him a C-. Minus. I, I, I feel like they, Triple H definitely leaned into his, like, stoner thing way too much. And I see it was too cheesy even for me, like, back then. Um, and then now, it just doesn't work for me. No, it's almost like they're turning it up because that's what they do on the main roster. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one I have is actually almost on par with where she was in NXT. Bianca Belair, I'm going to give her an A+. Agreed. She's a perfect product. Like, she is just gold. Huge stock. I should have, I should have bought some stock in her when we were talking about that. She's going to the moon. That yeah. she is. <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard not to say that. The marketing has got you. You will buy the shirt. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, she's so great. She is. Even like when she's in the ring, like I talked about uh, MLW and ROH, like they're so aware that the cameras are on them and that you're going to pick up everything that even in her matches, I'm noticing that she is saying all the right things um, while selling moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good thing to point out because like a lot of times especially these past few weeks i feel like in AEW, they don't really know where the camera is because i feel like the camera always catches them speaking to like the guys here the next sequence yeah yeah like that's a true so many matches that's, yeah. that's a true skill to know where the camera is bianca is just is just so damn good mm-hmm. always on she's always always on yeah all right next up i have hangman page i'm gonna give him B minus. I just I, I feel the uh, acting one on one coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially like I don't know if we're gonna talk about Roman on this, but uh, when, when I see it compared to the the field, I think the best Hangman promo he ever gave was on BTE, and I haven't seen like you know something like I could really feel from him. Like he's a good character. Like some of the stuff he he's, he's funny, he's entertaining, but him talking, I'm just like all right. So I might give him like. C plus to be honest. Okay. I'll give him a C plus day to day, but I think when he's in a feud and it's like, I think every big feud, he can give one promo that people are like, okay, this is his feud for this promo. Like, like cowboy shit is like something that people yeah. still chant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll actually no, maybe that was his best one. Like, I can't think like of he's else. he's got good one liners, but like yeah. the whole thing, like if he just doesn't say too much, I think he's fine that way. Right. Yeah. Um do you watch Dark like regularly? Yeah. I, I catch a, the few matches that look appealing to me every now and then. Okay, because I saw a post that said Sammy Guevara gave like the greatest promo of his career. I didn't oh, check yeah. it out, but if you any of you guys saw it, if you just want to touch on it didn't see it but uh people are really raving about it so definitely check it out I i'll guess. check it out then okay where do you guys rank him otherwise Ooh. uh 
I'll give him a B plus, a B day today, but I think he's improving because he didn't want on Matt Hardy like when uh, he like was the mystery attacker or whatever. That thought was pretty good. Yeah, that one was decent. Okay, yeah, he does have some good ones, especially that Matt Hardy feud. I think being around Jericho is really going to help him. Uh, I'll give him B minus, pending seeing this one he did on Dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm about the same with you guys. It's just whenever he tries to be funny, it's it's that acting 101 that comes out again. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, when he did that serious Matt Hardy one, I dug it. Um, let's go into this guy because you want to talk about him knocking because he is, man, he just flipped a switch. Roman Reigns. I'm yes. going to give him an A plus as well because everything he says, there's no fat on this steak. Uh, I really uh, wish uh, I could have seen this Roman against Cena when he was taking that well, this oh, Roman against oh, Taker. Yes, dude. It would have went over so much more. Dude, that yeah. would be fucking hot. Like that's so, just been like the crowd been popping. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is next level. Um, th- this is a plus for me. And he again, I don't think he's really saying that much, but he's saying the right things and he's delivering. Or when people are talking, his his facial expressions, he's on another level, man. Yeah. Um, I'll give him an S. I think he's he's he's, he's killing it. He's, yeah. he's like a fucking mob boss. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you said, Nick. He's really not saying that much because he doesn't need to. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ember Moon. She's the next one I got on the list here. She is. I gave her like a, a D before she got injured. She was just. I don't know if it's because she didn't really have a fleshed out character, but now that she's like more herself and kind of a character, she's great. She's great on the mic. She's great behind the scenes. Um, I'll give her a B plus because I think she's going to get better yet. She's freshly back. I'll agree with that. Um, Definitely so much more improved now. I feel like there's like a, I feel like kind of her fire kind of died down on the main roster and that, that is just reinvigorated here. Mm -hmm. Um, Great stuff from her. I actually don't think I've heard a promo from her since she came back, so I can't really grade her. Um, but before, yeah, I don't think she really said anything worthwhile before the injury. Yeah. Uh, I think she's having more fun now with Vince not breathing down her neck. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Bray Wyatt, um, I'm going to give him a solid A. Because he knows exactly what he's doing, and it seems like he's saying this and he's writing this. Yeah, all around again. This, this guy is just damn near perfection. Even back with his old gimmick um, back in the day, like I loved watching his promos. Um, I just felt like I was watching more than, you know, a, a wrestler who took a few acting classes. Like this is really good stuff from him all around. Yeah. Um. I almost want to say A plus, but I'll say a very high A, very close to A plus. Cool. What do you guys give uh, Candice LeRae? I'm I'm always back and forth on her. I, I honestly don't even know what to give her right now. I'm I'm back and forth on her a lot. Um, I think she's improved. And I think last NXT this uh, past week she gave a really good promo, and uh, I felt the delivery. I felt uh, she was into it. A B minus maybe though, all around. Um, so she can hit that A level sometimes, but it's not consistent. Yeah, she's almost reading lines too much. Yeah, and again, I, she's gonna get better with it. I don't think she's used to it, like especially coming from the Indies and stuff. I don't know if she's like had that much experience talking. It's always about what you can do in the ring True. or backstage. Yeah, 
I want to say C plus just because it's, it's a weird way to grade her. But so she's always doing these promos and she never wins. And you look at Velveteen <laughs> who gives great promos and never wins. Like his promos make you forget that he doesn't win. Right. And Candace doesn't do that for yeah. me. So we should have Velveteen. Where's he been? <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. She's not making me care because I'm like, you're not going to win. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. And Dream and Miz are two people she should really look at their work because they, they yeah. don't ever need to win. Right. Uh, Scorpio Sky, where do you put him? I'm going to give him a B. Plus. I, I, he's always good, but I just don't get that next level yet. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, I'm fine with just a solid B. Um, I, I know at some points he, he will be able to hit that A. I, I don't think he's there yet. I don't know if he can, like, if they're, if he's on a, like a main event feud, I don't know if he'll be able to carry that in a promo. True. I'll give him a B. Because um, I can honestly see, like, day to day, he's not going to be exciting promo wise. But at some point, he's going to have his big feud. And he's going to give like that big energy shouting face promo. And we're all going to be like, wow, that was great. That's but a hell that, of a point. That's a hell of a point. That's just one promo. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. every time that happens, I just facepalm myself. It's just like, here we go again. It's on like every company has this issue. Yeah. And they don't understand what a microphone does. And they're just like <laughs> turned up to 11. It's like, just simmer down. Uh, I think Excalibur called Taz out for that on Dark like two weeks ago. <laughs> Excalibur's great, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's low-key shady. Uh, I just got a couple more. Um, I lumped these two together just because uh, they just they don't speak the language, but they almost don't need to. So Asuka and Io, I'm going to give them an A because I just, I'm sold every time they grab a mic or have a promo. Yeah, so like I, I, they both do it so differently. Like Asuka comes with all this energy and she's just all over the place, but it but it works. It's controlled a little bit. Like mm-hmm. she's not like screeching my ears or anything like that. It's so much energy. She just like she immediately draws you in because of that. Eo, when she's doing those promos like backstage, she's just sitting there talking. You see like some clips. It's just like, damn, this is this is tense. Like she gets you with that, like, oh, this is the main event. This is real. Yes. So I think both an A for me, even though they they can't speak, they don't speak English, but like it just they suck you in. I'll give an A plus for that reason because they propel the That's story the forward without speaking the language. And there are people who can speak the damn language who don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good points. Um, so just to wrap this up, uh, if you guys can think of the best person or your favorite person, either one, and then who you think the worst person giving promos today is. Mm. Uh. <laughs> I'm not gonna let any kicks on the spot. I, I might be stealing uh, Eric's answer, but I think Cody is is the best uh, going today. Um, Joe, if he was active, I, I don't count him right now, but I think Cody for me. Every time he delivers a promo, I'm I'm into it. Jericho sometimes can be great, but sometimes he can be hit or miss a little bit. MJF in that same boat, but I think Cody consistently from promo to promo is like really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll have to come back for worse, though. I got to think about that. Okay. Um, best for me, I think right now is Roman Reigns, 
just because again, he doesn't have to say shit. So yeah. when I look at someone like John Moxley or Seth Rollins, very good at promos. I just, I've heard everything they say before. Like I've heard someone else do the same promo almost. You have some standout That's moments. That's a good point. But uh, Moxley is really, really good at giving a promo. It's just, I don't think he does great promos because I don't feel like they're his. And exactly the same with Seth Rollins. Yeah. But yeah, for me, Roman. And it's just funny because I didn't like the Shield at all. I honestly don't put them in the top five of best factions in WWE history. I don't think they were that good. I agree. I don't. But for me to actually like put them into that retrospect and have Roman be number one out of all of them, that's that's uh, a mark for Roman. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's tough. I don't want to say Cody, so I'm racking my brain thinking for who is really good right now. I think Cody's really awesome, man. I, I really do. It's just sometimes, especially with no people, he'll deliver that sold-out crowd promo. And yeah. with no people, it's just awkward, and it's not a knock on him. But just sometimes it's just, you know, like we say with this entrance, you cannot do the full yeah, uh, entrance please sometimes, stop you know? That. So he can just kind of do that with his promos too, because either way, it's going to be enjoyable. Yeah, I got to throw MVP in that mix also. Oh, yeah. He just sounds like he's talking. It doesn't sound like a wrestling promo at all. It sounds like you're yeah. watching a scene from a movie or he's talking to you in real life. Yeah. Um, I'll toss Sami Zayn in there. I think okay. he's, he's, he's doing work right now. Uh, I don't know. Are there bad promo people right now? I'm sure there are. But I know there's some bad ones that I'm not thinking of. That's going to piss you off. But I know John Silver. Terrible. <laughs> the meat man oh god once again donate your paychecks to the chris farley foundation <laughs> you fucking thief oh man i uh, noticed someone up. i don't like otis i was thinking <laughs> otis too but i don't think he uh, if he had a mic i, I would definitely turn to him for sure yeah. corbin because he just never says anything either he's just a whiny child he yeah. like like Miz does it, but Miz does it very well. Right. I will say I do not like Corbin. I've talked about this in the chat. Or not Corbin, uh, Kingston, Eddie, because yeah. again, like I said, he is a used car salesman constantly trying to sell me, sell me why he did something or didn't do something or what happened in his past. He's constantly trying to sell me on something. He is like that boyfriend who is making excuses so he doesn't get caught. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's good though. Like, it's not about it. <laughs> oh, um, I couldn't stand Cameron Scr- Cameron Grimes for a while, but now that boy yeah. is going to the moon. Yeah, he's, he's going up. <laughs> I gotta get a um. I gotta edit in a, a counter for every time we say that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Does Enzo still count? Is he still wrestling? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He just yeah, uploaded yeah. a video of uh, the, the, the match from him and Brian Pillman. That was like months ago. So it's weird. Okay. Um, EC3? Not a fan of his? No, I'll say he's a good one. Oh, okay. Yeah. If, yeah. You know what? I'm going to cheat and say Kalisto's the worst. He's still wrestling. He hasn't given a promo, <laughs> but... <laughs> All right, I, I got two then. Um, I, I got Eric Young. Nowadays, I, I don't like his promos. I, it's, it's just whatever to me. I'm going to go Nia Jax. She's oh, stealing God. money from the yeah. company. She's out here screaming into the microphone. Is she still doing that? 
I don't think she's done it in a while, but I haven't really watched her in a while. So she yeah, does it like in the ring and outside the ring. So it's, it's just so stupid. Yeah. The, the, the screaming stuff, man. It, it ain't it. <laughs> I I really wish the A1 <laughs> would just go up to Vince and say, listen, I know it's your show, but you're killing my soundboard, man. This you gotta <laughs> turn the <this> stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's pretty much the segment. I mean, um, we all have our preferences, but I mean, there are standards that just get really old. The, 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 this is my time promo is sucks. The, the one, like you described Eric, where someone just gets too excited and just starts shouting into the mic and they're about yep. to burst. Yeah. Um, man, but just like when you just dial into your character and you know who you are, you get the Roman reigns, you get the Bailey and the Sasha, you know, you get Cody. Cody knows who yep. Cody is. Yeah. But even MVP, he knows who he is as a wrestler, as a man, as a father, and he just channels that when he's on the mic. Yeah, I'd be afraid for some people like who are so reliant on a script to go head to head with like a Joe or MVP. Uh, would that'd be terrible? He would eat. They would eat them alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Joe forgot about Joe. He's that man is a Mount Rushmore on the mic. Yeah, yeah, and it, you see, it, like it correlates well to people who can talk on commentary, like being really good promos. Like Joe is just so natural. Yep. And Ziggler. Yeah. 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 Definitely. That's promos. Know who you are and you won't say McAfart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you know, I actually will talk to someone else at William Regal. Oh, yes. yes. Great did, GM. Did, when he was, <laughs> he came out this week and he says play with like this RuPaul snap. And <laughs> Oh, oh he's gold. Yep. War games. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, good discussion, everyone. Uh I just don't want to end without mentioning the reason I did not watch Impact this week was because of the We Nominal one. I'm sorry. Oh but my you gosh. are part of a group of people and you just continually degrade them with every appearance that you do. Yep. I just freaking hate you so much. I'd get off my TV. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know why he does it. Just go away, man. Do something. Check can't be that good, right? <laughs> it's not worth putting on a diaper. It's not worth dressing up as AJ. It's just not worth it, right? I wonder what AJ thought about that. I'm sure you laughed at it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's our show. That is episode 33. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you want to leave us a comment, leave us a, a question. We'll be glad to read it on the air. Um, we do record Sunday, 4 p.m. Pacific time. So get them in by then. We will read it on the air and we love your comments and everything like that. Uh, where can they reach us, Knock? Uh, Instagram, Twitter at West Coast Pop underscore. Nice. All right. Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, actually. So uh, <clears throat> if you made it to the end of the podcast, congratulations, because I am going to go ahead and announce giveaway is starting. Let's um, go. So, gonna announce the rules real quick. We'll probably put this in the comments so you guys can actually see it. But um, for the next three weeks, that's three episodes, you guys will have the opportunity to subscribe to us. Um, I've already got a list of what I consider the day ones. You guys are gonna be eligible for your own little giveaway, but two nice. cups are gonna go away to the whole general subscription pool. So, you got three episodes to subscribe, share it to your friends so they can get in it. But we do have three uh, 
three West Coast Pop Cups, which I hope to put on the channel soon that we will be giving away. Nice. Really nice cups, too. Super cool. Yeah. First, first merchandise we got. Hopefully soon shirts will come up. Yeah. Knox PS5. all right well that's our show thanks again for sticking with us uh if again leave a comment subscribe do all that stuff be part of this great giveaway and other than that uh, any last words anyone um yeah thanks for following with us man we appreciate it zach Take us out, man. Where can they find us? They can find us going straight to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> For West Coast Popcast, we are out of here. Have a great week, everyone. Peace out.